What up, guys? So this weekend, I spent uh, watching a lot of old, because I used to be a big fan of the Game Boy Yu-Gi-Oh games. So a lot of the games that I didn't pass, I looked up walkthroughs just to see the way they ended. Man, am I disappointed. I'm disappointed how what it was you had to do to succeed in those games. Like, a lot of times you just have to keep dueling, dueling, dueling to get the better cards. And that's something I just didn't want to sit there and do. But what I have been doing, I, my uncle recently brought back my game God of War. So I've been playing that. It's pretty good, man. You got a PlayStation 4? Play it. It's pretty good. Haven't beat it yet, but I plan to do that. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Deuces, guys. Later. Peace. What up, everybody? As you can tell, my voice, I think it's gotten worse because I don't understand what's going on here. I thought by this time I would be better. Apparently, I'm not. So we'll get through it, but bear with me. I'm getting it back slowly but surely, but it's coming back. It's coming back. But let's get into the show again. I think this is going to be another short one because a lot of it's revolving around this weekend's fight with. Hamza Bohas Chibayev and the one and only Nathan Diaz. So let's get into it. UFC friends recap. Let's go. Gan versus Tuibasa. Zero Gan defeats Tai Tuibasa. KO punches. Robert Whitaker defeats Marvin Vittori. Decision unanimous. He got 30-27 on two judges scorecards and then one judge gave it 29-28. Nasuddin Imona beats Joaquin Buckley. My boy Alessio de Ch- Chirico lost. William Gores defeats Daniel Adeny. Daniel Wood defeats Charlo- Charles Jordan. Okay. I feel bad for Joaquin Buckley because, like, he's going to be known for that knockout and nothing else, bro. Like, he got a lot of hype behind him because of that knockout, but then after that, he won a couple fights, but Alessio de Ch- Chirico beat him. And then he tried to get a fight with Darren Till, but it didn't happen. That's what they mean when a bad dude, though, bro. He got two 29-28s and then a 30-27. Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. I mean, at this point, what do you do with Robert? Like, that dude's proven. The only dude that could probably beat him at this point is um, Israel. Maybe Alex Pejeda. But let's see here. UFC ranking. Middle way, Robert. Number two, Jared, who he already beat. Number three, Marvin. Number four, Alex. Alex is going to fight. Number five, Derek. He already beat Derek. People are going to get mad at me, but I would want to see him fight if he has to fight before. I mean, because his saving grace would be for Alex to win the bell, right? And he right away, he's not going to get a title shot right away either. What's going to happen is if Alex beats Israel, Israel will get an immediate rematch because of how dominant he's like. People will say Israel's not dominant. Israel's been dominant because he's been winning. Are you guys bored of it? That's different, but 
he's been dominant because he's been winning. And that's all I have to say about that. But Israel's been dominant. If you guys don't believe Israel's been dominant, don't talk to me, please. Just please don't. Because I'm not going to sit here and argue with people anymore. It doesn't matter that you get bored of the of the approach he's taking. It's, it's fucking brilliant. Like, come on, guys. So if I'm Robert and they were scheduled to fight, and of course, Paulo's the one that pulled out. He should fight Paulo, and then he'll be like, look, I beat, the num- I beat the number two guy. I beat the number three guy. I beat the number five guy. I beat the number six guy. What else do I need to do? Do I need to fight Alex? If he loses, I'll fight him. Or either that, wait, because he said he's not fighting again until next year. Wait for the result of this fight. If Alex loses, call out Alex. Then you go, I beat the number two guy, I beat the number three guy, I beat the number four guy, I beat the number five guy. Because the only way he won't fight Alex is if he beats Israel and then Israel gets an immediate rematch. Like, Israel deserves that much. Like, people saying Israel doesn't deserve that, like, what are you talking about? Now the heavyweight fight. Cyril Bogain. Gone versus Ty, Bam Bam Tuivasa. Uh, I hate the way these rankings are are um, sad because it goes from lightest to heaviest, and I always think it's the other way around. Bro, what a crazy fight! What a crazy fight! I told you guys the way Ty would have won this was for him to make it dirty. He did at times, but Cyril's just really good, man. That teep kick to the front that really hurt him. Ty caught him a few times. I was watching it with a couple of people, and we didn't see the knockdown. At least I didn't see it, and this other guy, he didn't see it. He goes, rewind it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to rewind it for what? You'll see it on the replay. Like, dude, like that rewinding stuff, like, that doesn't bother me because they're going to show it eventually, and then if they don't show it, then I'll go back and see it. But other than that, there's no need. At least that's how I feel. So now, where does Cyril go from here? That team kick was beautiful. He says he wants to fight John Jones. It's not the move. Ciro, Ciro, I wish I could speak French to sound way cooler, but I can't. Fight Curtis Blades. Fight Curtis Blades because right now they're still, the UFC has their hands up in the air because they don't know the plan. Here's the plan. From what I've been hearing and the time Francis' managers talked to me, I haven't been able to speak to him recently, but I'll try and reach out again soon. Here's what was said to me. Right, I need Francis to get healthy before I even think of giving him a fight. That's what his manager said to me. Okay. The rumored fight is John Jones. And that's another thing. I got into an argument this weekend. I'm like, technically it says Cyril's number one and Ty, at the time he was number three. Now it says he's number four. And all I said was, it should say number two and number four. And they go, why? People always watching me. They go, why? I go because John Jones is lurking. I either said number three and number four or number two and number four. Because I go, John Jones lurking, he's going to be first. If they can't get that fight done, then, then they're going to go with Stipe and Jones for the interim. So these guys are the number one and number three guy. Because in my mind, like, I understand these rankings are stupid. I do understand that. And I follow them a lot because it's the only base I have. Like, technically, if we go back to the middleweights, if you want to read this right, Alex should be up at number one because he's fighting for the belt next. Like, I don't get how, like, even, like, Alex, if you want if you want people to take this seriously, shoot Alex above Robert. If Alex loses, shoot him down, you know? 
But I got into an argument. I'm like, the number one guy right now is John Jones because as soon as he says, I'm fighting, he's either fighting for the light heavyweight belt or the heavyweight belt. My point is, John Jones is the number one guy at both of those weight classes right now. It looks more than likely that he's going to go to heavyweight, right? Because it's more lucrative. He's been building his body up to that weight. He's doing it smart. A lot of people are getting mad at him, but he's doing it smart. And there's Stipe that they said Stipe's either going to get an interim belt or he's going to fight John Jones. I mean, he's going to get a title shot. Like, Stipe's the backup plan, so he's the number two guy. And they got into an argument with me saying, no, Ciro's number one and Toy's number three at the time. I go, okay, but my point is John Jones is number one. So you're saying because this, 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 and this, like they were saying, like, so because, for example, Whaley Yang's going to get a title shot over Rose Dominion. I'm like, yeah, she's number one. Even though Rose is number one, I'm like, yeah. And they weren't with it, but they can go make a podcast if they want and tell me put their opinions on it if they want they can do what i'm doing because i'm with it like yes these these rankings are for lack of a better term quote-unquote ass but it's the only baseline i got so going back to what i was saying zero needs to fight curtis and then they need to see what's gonna happen if stipe gets the jones fight or if it's gonna end up being francis and jones because if it ends up being Francis and Jones, Cyril and Curtis are going to fight each other. And then they call out Stipe. Because right now, Taitui Boss is probably going to fight Sergei Pavlovich. Because I believe Sergei beat him. We shall see, man. We shall see. Let's move on to... Where'd it go? UFC Fight Night. UFC 279. Hamza Chimaya versus Nathan Diaz. I'm a little worried, to be honest with you guys, because an article came out today of Nathan saying, I didn't call for this and still don't want to fight Hamza Chimaev at UFC 279. It has me a little worried. And it goes on to say, Nate Diaz has no interest in fighting Hamza Chimaev. The two welterweights are scheduled to headline UFC 279 at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada on Saturday night. But the fan favorite has expressed he wasn't on board in making this fight happen. Diaz has repeatedly accused UFC President Dana White and the company of sabotaging his attempts to fight out his contract. One narrative heading into the fight is that the UFC is throwing Diaz to the wolves here as Shemaev ascends towards a title shot. Count Diaz among those who believe, to, who believe that to be the intention of the UFC's upper management. The Stockton native says he believes UFC hopes to set up Shemaev for success at Diaz's expense. They're acting like I called for this fight, which I didn't and don't want. And didn't want and still don't want Diaz told ESPN. I don't give a fuck. I'll fight anybody, but the pressure's on him. He better go out there and finish me because he's the next killer in town. This fight isn't even about this guy. It's about making this guy. And I'm like, okay, you guys aren't going to let me go because I'm the best fighter here. And you're not going to let, let me go unless it's off some. It's off of somebody. I got to make somebody for you. Well, all right, you're welcome. Let's make you. You're welcome, UFC. That has me worried because I wonder if Nate's training as hard as he can just to be like, or if he's saying, there, I made your guy, let me leave. You know, I'm a little worried. I want Nate to do the best. Now, let's look at the parameters of the fight. It's a five-round fight, right? Here's what I believe. I believe the first two will go to Hamza. I want to see what the third round looks like and then the fourth round, and then I believe it's going to come down to the fifth because I believe 
We're going to be 2-2 going into the fifth. If Nate Diaz somehow pulls this off, you know Dana White's going to try to sign him. Because I believe there's like a negotiating period. It's usually 30 days. I don't know if this is the case for Nate, but it's more or less 30 days. So we shall see, man. That's going to be crazy. You know, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm not actually going to be there. I wish I was. Tickets are next level expensive, bro. Liji Liang versus Tony Ferguson, another one. Now, Tony is the smaller guy, but I wonder if he could use his jiu-jitsu to his advantage. I don't know if he can, but I wonder. But I like Liji Liang, too. Now, the one I have circled on my calendar is this one. Kevin Holland, the Black Diaz versus Danny Rodriguez. They were supposed to fight a while back, but Kevin pulled out due to an injury. God darn I hope you guys didn't hear that. If you guys heard that, I do apologize. I think it's an Amber Alert. I get those all the time. Danny Rodriguez versus Kevin Holland. Crazy fight. It's going to be a catchweight at 180 because this is the UFC's attempt to um, beef up the card. And let me tell you, the main card is good. Um, it's not jumping off with superstar names other than Nate and Tony. And honestly, I believe Hamzat at this point. But if you follow the sport, these are some good fights. Irene Aldana versus Macy Chiason. Chiason. That guy, he's he's got that guy, he's gonna tell me I said that wrong, but it's cool. Cool, cool. You start your podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I do appreciate it though. This is a crazy fight, man, because both these girls are really good. Macy, she's really tall and big for the weight class. She's a she's an injury problem though, because she, I remember before her last fight. On weigh-ins, she couldn't move her ankle. Like, she rolled her ankle at some point. Irene Alda. How old is Irene? <laughs> Excuse me. 34. Or is she on the ranking? She's number four. And she's fighting Macy Chiasong, who's number 10. Because they just couldn't get anybody. She's like, I want to fight. Give me somebody to fight. Johnny Walker versus Ian Kuteslava. Crazy fight. I wonder if Ian will... Act all crazy and like trying to get in Johnny's face, and Johnny's just gonna laugh at him. Johnny's very mellow. This is his first fight since getting knocked out by Jamal Hill. When was that? That was back in February. I wonder if he's okay. That was a crazy ass knockout. Crazy ass knockout. Joaquin Daudo will fight Julian Erosa. That's gonna be a crazy fight. And Jake Culliner will fight Chris Barnett, the guy that did that spin kick and then his celebration where he did like a cartwheel into the mat. Crazy. Good fight, but there's that. Now let's talk about Nate Diaz's promoter venture. Nate Diaz announces the launch of combat sports promotion Real Fight Incorporated ahead of UFC 279. Nate Diaz, ahead of final bout on his contract, Nate Diaz has announced a new venture tied to the fight game. Diaz, one of the most popular names in MMA, is set to launch his own combat promotion Real Fight Incorporated which plans to host MMA, boxing, and jiu-jitsu events. A Diaz representative told MMA Junkie, the process has begun to receive licensure to promote in the state of California, where the Stockton native currently resides. Diaz's involvement with Real Fight Incorporated isn't expected to limit the 37-year-old active competition from active competition. It's unclear how involved Diaz will be in the day-to-day -day operations of the promotion. The new venture has no bearing on his status as a fighter, which will continue to be very active, Team Diaz said in a statement. Rofi Incorporated is his expansion into the business side of the sport where he has been a fixture close to 20 years. 
He's following in the footsteps of his brother. If you guys don't remember, it's, it didn't. It wasn't very. Um, I guess the people he had behind him didn't run it well. But he did an event in Stockton. It was called War MMA. Like, like just from this press release, I feel like Nate's gonna do a lot better because he's actually got people. Because I don't even believe there was a press release for War MMA. Not ever. They did an event in Stockton, and then they were gonna do one in Hawaii, and it never happened. Now, you know, it's going to get crazy. You know how I said, what if Nate beats Hamza? You know, Dana's going to want to get in on this and put this on Fight Pass. But we shall see. Chow had his on Fight Pass for a while, and I don't know if they went somewhere else. But that's good, man. The only thing I hope is that Nate doesn't try to fight here and try to start fixing fights. I don't think he would, but I hope that doesn't happen. Now, we're going to talk about how Hamza and Paulo got into a fight. Paulo Costa ripped scared Ch- Hamza Chimaev after altercation. The guy stood there and froze. Paulo Costa and Hamza Chimaev got into a heated back and forth at the UFC Performing Institute ahead of UFC 279 headliner against Nate Diaz. On Saturday, Chimaev confronted Costa, who was training with Diaz's teammate Jake Shields. The pair traded barbs and Chimaev. Had to be restrained by his team. Costa posted a reaction on his YouTube channel after the altercation and accused Chimaev of being scared. I met Chimaev there and man, he was scared, Costa said. The guy stood there and he froze. He froze. I actually was not surprised. As I said before, Cupcake Chechen Gourmet Chechen is a bully with small guys. Costa, who has one fight left on his UFC contract, is seemingly interested in fighting Chimaev next. He called me... To talk to me and I went there. I faced him. He said, hey, Bohashinya, why you talk about me? I said, man, what did I talk about you? You want to fight me? He said, no, no, I want to know where you talk about me. I said, man, I want to fight you if you beat Nate Diaz. I want to fight you and he froze. He said, okay, so let's fight now. His whole team got in the middle between me and him. And man, this guy is scared. He's scared as fuck. Just so you know, Chimaev, I don't need have, I don't need to have a couple guys with me. I'm an army of one. I walk alone and I can beat you alone, with just one hand. You could watch Costa's view, of, dude. Paulo's awesome, bro. But you know what happened? You, I saw the video. You guys want to know what happened? This is what happened. Chimaev did start it, but he goes, "Let's fight now. Let's fight now." And as they're pulling him away, he goes, Israel fucked you in the ass. You like that? That's what Hamzat said to him. And he repeated to him a couple times, like, Israel fucked you in the ass. And I was like, whoa, whoa. But here, here's another thing. The fighters, they're being selfish. Okay. Hamzat and Nate are two of my favorite fighters. And they're already fighting each other. And now... My boy Bohashinya is trying to pick a fight with Hamza? Like, these guys need to stop fighting each other, please. Like, it's too hard on me, please. Just kidding. I'll watch either way. But yeah, that's funny, man. And then, the last bit of news. 206-pound Patty Pimnet um, admits to a genuine eating disorder. Blames UFC weight cut. I get bloated, lot. Fast-rising UFC lightweight sensation Patty Pimnet recently improved to 3-0 inside the octagon. With all three wins coming by way of knockout or submission. But it seems the combat sports community is more interested in what the baddie does in between fights to justify his excessive weight gain. The 27-year-old Pimlet was a recent guest on Steve's Wild Ride podcast and weighed in. 
at 206.6 pounds, more than 50 pounds over the lightweight limit. On the surface, it may appear the English slugger is just lazy or undisciplined, but the batty believes he may have a genuine eating disorder. A result of nearly two dozen career weight cuts. I've had party days, you know what I mean? And then, I've been bad then. I got into gambling a little, and I was bad with that. I think now it's moved to food, Pimlet told Stiebel. I generally think I'm a food addict. I think I've got a bit of an eating disorder because of MMA. The weight cuts, dieting, I generally think I have a bit of an eating disorder. People, when they go eat with me, they are visibly shocked about how much I can eat. Pimlet continues to use this attention to direct, to use the attention directed as his way to make headlines during his Patty the Fatty Binge Eating World Tour that stretched from London to Los Angeles. The good news for Pimlet is that he's still got more than three months to prepare for his octagon return in December. No fight scheduled, but I got my eye on December, the December 10th card, Pimlet continued. It's got me excited, to be honest. I haven't been excited in a long time. If you share the octagon the same night as John Jones, you're gonna be excited. You may need that excitement to get through this next week. Okay. I mean, my take on this, has Patty missed weight? No. When it starts affecting his performance, like if he starts fighting higher level guys, I believe that's when he's gonna go, okay. Okay. But like right now, because he's been so successful and he's done that multiple times, I believe that's why he lets himself go. Closing thoughts. UFC Paris recap. Zero fight. Curtis Blades. Heavyweight picture is a mess right now. UFC 279. Nate Diaz isn't looking to be a stepping stone for anybody. Nate Diaz new promotion. I can't wait to see what he does with it. Please don't fix your own fights, Nate, if you end up fighting that. Chimaev and Costa at PI. I mean, that's just hilarious. Patty's eating disorder. It's not that big of a deal until he starts losing, so leave him alone. Closing thoughts. Enjoy the fights this weekend, guys. I cannot wait. It's a good main card. Um, remember, follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. YouTube videos are coming. I've decided, like, I'm not going to put much editing into it. Like, I'll put labels on it and stuff, but that's about it. Because I need to get these out to you guys in a quick manner. So. Some of them will have a lot of editing, but the ones I'm thinking about doing, it's going to be more like the way Chel Sonnen does his. You're just going to see me. I'm thinking about getting a green screen, so look out for that. All right, deuces, guys. Have a great day. Peace.